You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Hey, Matty Ice, I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, you know what? So am I. Let's go get us a pizza or something. Order a pizza in. No. Why would we order a pizza when we could have pile driver pizza? Comes in four awesome varieties. Pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, four cheese, and supreme. Ooh, sounds delish. Give me a supreme. All right, let's go down in the store. And if you guys are hungry too, you can get them in a store near you. This is Axel the Axeman, and you're listening to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys on the Anchor Podcast app. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. Early Sunday morning podcast at 5 o'clock in the morning. Got the Axeman on the other line, waiting to go. What's going on, Axeman? Uh, not much, just, uh, yeah, enjoying a little morning coffee, and, uh, yeah, trying to stay warm on this, uh, cold January morning. Gotcha. It's been a little brutal. Yeah, yeah, December was nice to us, but, uh, so far January's been kicking our butts. Yep. Snow and cold. Yeah. So, what? This week should be okay. It'll be 30s. 40s. So, well, maybe 40s, I don't know. We'll say 30s. So, it'll be good. Yeah. It will be good. So, um, anyways, I don't know. I don't know where you want to start. Um, well, interesting week of wrestling. A lot okay. of, um, I, I don't want to necessarily say like big, big news, but some interesting things going on in the wrestling world and, uh. Yeah, still a lot of things up in the air. So, um, I don't know. I got a, a few things for, for AEW. So, um, we can start there and get that done out of the way. And then okay. uh, head over to the others. Um, I just saw this this morning when I woke up. So, legitimately like an hour ago. Uh, but... Tony Khan announced that they're going to bring back the ranking system for AEW. <laughs> so, I don't know what your thoughts are, but my thoughts are I'm going to give it some time, obviously, and see. Because more than just the ranking system has changed with AEW. Um, the booking has changed as well, but I definitely know that they've gotten away from it. So now that the ranking system's back and that was something that I know I really enjoyed from AEW is coming back 
I'm curious to see if that'll change my mood of how I feel about AEW currently. Hmm. You know, to be honest, I didn't know they stepped away from it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they did, and that's kind of why some of these random matches, I think, have been going on. Uh, And, uh, honestly, it'll be hard to tell until, obviously, they do get into full swing of the rankings being back, whether it was the rankings that system gone that was the problem or it's Tony Khan's booking. So, I'll give it a few months and see, and then I'll be able to to give my full um, feelings, I guess. But I'm a little excited, so we'll see. Okay. Um, and the only other thing I had for AEW is, um, and I'm sure you've seen this, but apparently it's 100% official. Uh, Okada is leaving New Japan. I believe his contract is up sometime in February, I'm not exactly sure when. I know he's got one more match against Tanahashi, I believe, like the middle of February. Um, But so far, what I hear is that TNA's offered him a contract. Obviously, they're not going to be able to play ball with TNA, or excuse me, with AEW or WWE money-wise. But I guess... AEW has also offered Okada a contract, and Tony Khan's come out and said that he's going to make Okada, like, the highest-paid wrestler in the world, and he said he was okay with him staying in Japan and not relocating to the States. So, if that's a big thing for Okada, he probably definitely won't come to WWE because they're going to make him relocate. Yeah, that's true. Unless he wants to come over to the States. Yeah. Well, personally, I think that with Triple H in charge, he would be presented in WWE very well. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think if they do land him, he would be an instant star. I don't think he'd do any NXT and um, he he could be a good because because rumors so far have been that WWE might sign him and then he's going to take the title from Roman at WrestleMania. But there's also been other rumors about the Roman match too. So I don't know. Yeah, that's not happening. If anything, I mean, you could put over good uh... stuff. <sighs> Shinsuke. Yeah. Yeah. And have those two go at it, or Shin Baylor. Yeah, they could definitely put on some good matches. And I think Triple H is smart enough to let them do their kind of strong style sort of match. I, I think that I think that could really resonate really well, especially if they do land him before WrestleMania and have him come out at WrestleMania. That'd be a heck of a match at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I don't know. Definitely something to keep our eyes on moving forward. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing I wanted to add about AEW was uh, the Hook versus Samoa Joe match. Um, I think there's... Uh, my feeling on the match was that um, you had Hook kick out, or you had a think. Well, I didn't watch the match, but um, there was some conversation about Hook kicking out out of the uh, Muscle Buster at one, and I think that was later in the match as well. So, that, I don't understand. If it's later in the match, it should have never happened that one. Especially how brutal the match was, it seemed like, from some of the highlights. I mean, he's taken a lot of big uh, bumps on the outside of the ring, as far as on the table, um, and the side of the apron, so. I don't really see that happening and why that made sense but um, then the other thing I wanted to add about that match was uh, um, Samoa Joe on how he was letting Hook who's like 180 pounds clothesline him like he's a cruiserweight I don't get that. Yeah. <clears throat> I I don't know. I don't know if you saw that at all. Um any highlights from that match? I didn't see any highlights, but I read some tweets about it. Um and I guess uh kind of what I read was they were the people were praising Tony Khan for putting Hook in that position because they're building for the future, and I guess their plans are riding on Hook a little bit, I guess. Um, and the, the the match they compared it to was um, when Undertaker and Jeff Hardy had their ladder match on Raw for the undisputed WWE title back in the the early 2000s uh, when the Hardys first kind of broke up. And um, my my thing is, like, I get the process of, like, okay, you want to build a foundation now for a young star to catapult them later on in their career. and People look back and be like, oh, that was that moment. But like you said, too, you kind of got to do it the right way because – if I remember correctly about that Undertaker-Jeff Hardy match, one, it was a, a gimmick match, a ladder match, obviously, so things are a little different. But <clears throat> if I remember right, too, Undertaker beat the dog crap out of Jeff Hardy, and I understand that wrestling is scripted, but I agree with you. you got to make some things realistic in the sense of, I agree. Hook is not going to clothesline Samoa Joe. I mean, maybe if he catches him off guard. So without me seeing the match, I can't 100% speak to that. But then for him to, let's say, eight minutes into the match, kick out of Samoa Joe's finisher at one, 
that I don't like because Samoa Joe's finisher, that muscle buster, is it's intense. And, you know, that's the whole point of, like, the wrestling matches. I understand you got to keep people on their toes and keep the uh, fans at the edge of their seats. But, you know, that's just – that's the one thing that has really driven me nuts with – and I know WWE does it a lot too, but AEW does the constant false finishes over and over and over, like 40 times a match. And that gets old. I mean – it, it, it's almost to the point where you can you could telegraph, oh, yeah, he's kicking out here. Oh, yeah. And, like, you could just tell by how much time the match has gone on who, when someone's going to kick out and when they're not. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I totally agree with you in that aspect that you got to keep things a little bit more realistic. Yeah, I mean... Um... Hook was just giving him clotheslines. He wasn't, like, bouncing off the ropes or anything like that. It wasn't, like, a three-time chop at him. Um, I mean... I mean... Smojo is super athletic, and he's been bumping like that since, like, day one, pretty much. But when you have a guy hook size, like, you can't just let him clothesline you. I mean, what what is that doing to your size? You know, I mean, what is that doing to the product? You know, right. when you have a guy that's 180 pounds trying to clothesline you and you're just bumping like a cruiserweight, like I said, I mean, that doesn't make sense. When you weigh, I'll weigh the guy by well over a hundred and some odd pounds. Like, right. He should be taking shots at you to knock you down. Not just taking two steps and putting you down on your on your back. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree. And that honestly, that kind of surprises me from Samoa Joe because he, to me, <clears throat> obviously I don't know the guy, but to me he seems like a guy who really cares about the business and wants to show like more realistic stuff. You know. Like, a lot of the time, when they're going to jump off the top rope and the guys are just standing there with their arms out waiting to catch him, he'll just walk away. And to me, I I know a lot of people probably don't like that, but I do, because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I knew it was going to happen, I'm walking away, I'm not catching you kind of thing. You know, it it adds a more realistic element to to the match. Right. So, I don't know. Let's hope that this was a one-off thing just to kind of give uh, Hook the rub, even though he could have got the rub still from this match by doing things a little differently. But let's hope that Samoa Joe isn't uh, bumping like this for every smaller wrestler in AEW. Yeah. Let's hope so. Well, um did you hear the the big news in WWE this week? Uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, sweet. It's it's a partial tear, so I don't know how long he's gonna be gone. Yeah. It. Did I? Did you read too that it's the meniscus and the MCL? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I read that too. The partial tear is definitely a help. Like it's not a full tear because full tear you definitely need surgery, um, but they're saying that he's going to need 
like at least four weeks just even without surgery to recover from this. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that he's definitely not going to be at the Rumble then. Yeah, probably not. I'm sure that probably throws all kinds of monkey wrenches into their plans. Yeah, because it's like, what do you do now? Do you let him keep the title and take some time off? Or do you make him vacate the title and then change some storylines around? That's a tough one for sure. Yeah, I mean that's a that, that is a big one because um, what happens if he comes back and then retires it? So yeah, that's also a, a thing too. So I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do, and it definitely hurts too because if they were gonna. I don't know, but this, because everything I've read is they're still going the direction with CM Punk and him and Mania. So, I think it's just going to hurt a little bit that they're not, I mean, they've got a a base. They've definitely got a base. It's not like it's going to be a cold match, but they're just not going to be able to build upon it too, too much. Um, I mean, I guess he can still cut promos and stuff, so I guess we'll see moving forward what exactly he's going to do, but. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. Um, what was I going to say? Um, the uh, the Roman Reigns thing right now is kind of like big mystery box because you got The Rock and you got Cody Rhodes. So, and you're talking about a triangle match right now. A lot of speculation about a triangle match. Yeah. Um, between the three of them. I don't like that idea at all. Yeah, no, I was going to definitely bring that up because I've been seeing that a lot this week and um, I'm on your side. I just feel like it hurts the story too much. And don't get me wrong. Do you feel when when they do a triple threat match that it's 90% of the match is usually one-on-one and somebody's laying outside the ring? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, I just, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I don't know what other thoughts you have on it, but... I just don't think it ties in with the story. Honestly, per, per, well, first off, personally, I feel that they need to put Cody back in and give and let him win the belt fair and square. Um, well, um, I'll let you finish up. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, let him win fair and square because then that's going to, that's definitely going to finish off his story. But if they want to do the rock thing, they got to pick one or the other. They can't do both. 
Okay. Well, here's a way that they can fit the rock thing in. They gotta have the rock match before WrestleMania. Okay, so you're saying maybe do it at the Rumble or something? Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta have the Rock go against Roman, and Roman's gotta beat the Rock in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Declare head of the table. Rock's a peon, right? And then he's gonna bring the Rock in at WrestleMania to wrestle him and Cody, and then Cody will take them both out. That would make sense. Okay. That that's the only way that the, the that those three guys in the ring at WrestleMania would make sense to me. Now, how would you feel if The Rock and Roman face off against each other at the Rumble? Roman beats The Rock, like you were saying, but with the help of maybe Jimmy and or Solo or one of the two, right? Okay. Then you go however you want to do it. If you want Cody to win the Rumble, however, Cody faces Roman again for the title. Now, I know we had that match last year, but hear me out. You do the match again. You change some things, but you basically keep it the same where you have the same spot where Solo's about ready to come in like he did last year and ruin it for Cody, but The Rock comes out, whoops up on Solo, and then that's how Cody wins. That The Rock prevents them from cheating again. Because you have to admit, this whole title reign, Roman pretty much had somebody help him pull out wins Mm -hmm. every chance. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's my thoughts. If they want to do that. Because then you still get... You still get the Rock and the Roman thing, and Roman cheated, so you don't necessarily lose any anything from the Rock. And Roman still won, so he's still hot going into Mania. And then you can still bring the Rock back for Mania, just not for a match. And that'll work, too. That would work, too. I don't but, know. But doing a three-way dance, I mean, that's the only way that's going to work. Um... At WrestleMania for me, anyways. To go with the storyline, is you got to make Roman at the table. You can't just have The Rock thrown in the mix. Right. Because then it's... Then it just doesn't make sense. So, The one thing I hope they don't do is have The Rock beat Roman for the title and then have The Rock drop it to Cody. Because then you just screw Cody. Mm-hmm. That would be terrible. I'd be super upset about that. Yeah. That's what I... Because, yeah, that just, that just doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. Um, what else you got for WWE? Um, I 
Um, I saw an interview segment that they did with Randy Orton. I don't know how long ago it was, but um, they talked about him being back and um, his whole spinal injury and whatnot. And um, they added the question, what did you think of CM Punk coming back? So, um, I th- think he was a little bummed out that, like, he was announced that he was coming back. So, but, um, because he, he wanted that moment of, like, the element of surprise. That he was coming back? Yeah. Um, but, um, because there was a lot of speculation on, on both of them, you know, and they went with, um, letting people know that Randy was coming back and then keeping the, CM Punk thing a surprise, which they both got a a good roar, and you know, at the end of the show, CM Punk comes out like surprise, surprise. Here's another trick, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was okay with it. He was just like, yeah, you know. Um, he had his monkey on his back. And CM Punk had his monkey on his back, and he says they're both mature. And they just want to succeed. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So um, it seemed like uh, Randy said that they, they uh, came together and. Gave each other a handshake hug or something like that, and so wished each other the best. So shows a lot of uh, character in Randy Orton's part. You know, he could have been like super bitter about everything, but I think he, I, I think when it comes to CM Punk too, is that. He, I, th- I think the facts are pretty much out there. Um, with that whole lawsuit and everything like that, um, that things were asked of him, and like nothing was, nothing was getting better for him. So, and that's why he left. So. And it was a different time back then, too. Right. Still. I mean, only being a few years ago, but, yeah. And it's just way different circumstances now, so. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It, I, everything's changed. Not only is everybody... Ma- you know, they've matured and 
grown up, but you know, things backstage have changed for WWE as well. So, yeah. So we'll just we'll hope for the best for everybody, you know. It's all we can do. You got any more in WWE news? Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think uh, Tr- Trinity's coming back to WWE. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. She. Um, I don't know if we capitalized on that or not. Uh, we kind of we kind of talked about it a little bit when she uh, dropped the title to Jordan Grace. Um, but yeah, everything well, everything I've seen is pointing her in that it, direction. Wasn't it last week that? Uh, or no, that was two weeks ago when that pay per view was right. Yeah, but um, because of how we record and stuff, we didn't talk about it until the week after. So last yeah. we talked about it last week, but yeah, everything definitely points to the WWE. I was going to ask you this too. Um, I I I thought that, that this was the case earlier, but I didn't want to bring anything up until I knew for sure. And I just saw a couple of tweets about it. I guess Tamatonga is leaving New Japan as well. Um, do you think he's a possibility to join up with Roman? Um, I know we're getting to the end of the bloodline, but uh, we definitely have to have, in my opinion, for the story to become full, full circle, if we want to follow Triple H, the story's not over deal. Um, we got to have some backlash of the bloodline breaking up and things that, that happen that way. He's some somewhat related to them, yeah. That you that you know of. I'm sure he is, yeah. I I don't know for sure on the relationship. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, um, he can come through. I mean, I wouldn't see a problem having more people in there. But um, the whole thing with WWE is it's more of a production. Um, knowing the cameras and all that stuff, they're they're all set up. Um. So I think everywhere is pretty close to WWE, but like not at the same time. So I think the closest thing would probably be AEW with the cams and whatnot. I would assume. Hmm. With how their production is. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one because yeah, they're definitely filmed a little differently, I guess. So you definitely have to have a little bit of time to adapt to the different elk. So, I mean, I don't know how long it took AJ Styles to adapt. coming from impact 
um, I should say going from impact to um, New Japan back to ROH and then coming to WWE. Because you got guys like Bobby Fish and whatnot, Kevin Owens that been on TV and all that stuff. Like, um, and then you see AJ Styles coming through and then he's just on TV. He's on the main roster right away. Like, there was no developmental. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. See, that's the thing. Is like, it, it. it's so hard to... I get what you're saying. You know, you want them to adapt to um, the production style and, and that. But it's hard when when they have had some of that. Like, in terms of AJ Styles, you know. He did ROH. He did TNA. He went back to ROH and then to New Japan. So, like, he had all those different elements. So, I think that definitely helped him. Um, but then, like, Tamatunga's only bit basically been in, in New Japan. And Shinsuke was like that as well. And they sent Shinsuke straight to NXT. So, I don't know. It, it It's definitely going to be a hard one to to decipher what exactly they're they're going to do. If things like that happen. I mean, what do you what do you think about if Okada goes there? You, you think he's going to go straight to the main roster, yeah, or no? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know he would spend some time in Orlando working at the, at the PC and uh, getting to know the WWE system, so You'd have to. I would assume. Unless they're going to train him on the road. So. I mean, they do have Shinsuke on the... On the road so he could help with the training. So, I don't know. It's a good question. We'll see when it happens, I guess. Yeah, that is very true. Very, very true. So, um, uh, one thing I was going to add is that uh, Brian Pillman Jr., a.k.a. Lexus King, is Brian Pillman's Jr.'s dead. Um, he had an interview with Chris Van Fleet, and they were talking about his NXT stuff. And um, he's he's really tearing it up down there. So they're making him like a big deal. So, which is nice. Um, and he does drive, drive a Lexus, by the way. So he traded in a Toyota FJ Cruiser for like a 2002... Um, Lexus IS three hundred. <laughs> if huh. anybody knows about cars, so so he drives a two thousand two Lexus IS three hundred. So, but uh, anyways, um, they were talking about the whole NXT process, and he said that Kevin Owens wasn't really happy with the posi- position that he was in, coming from ROH. And having to like set up the ring and all that other stuff, and that they do 
for everybody. So they kind of like almost like break you down um, into certain criteria almost it was like back in the day, I guess. But from what I understand, it is now everybody does it. Everybody chips in like that. So that's kind of nice. Because um, you have guys that are like main star candidates and they run them through NXT. Uh, for X amount of time. Is it a good thing or a bad thing to have someone like Kevin Owens that was making like completely making it on the independent scene to do all that stuff in their system? And yeah, I think it is. I think it um, I think it brings you back to a humble state and not a big ego. So like takes your ego right out right now, you know. Right. Right. And see, yeah, like you were saying, that's always a hard one, you know, cuz I do think wrestlers have egos for sure. Um and for them to send you down right away and really, you know, nowadays, NXT's not, I don't even really, I mean, I know it's not the main roster, if you want to say, but it's still not, I, you know what I mean? It's not like you're never on TV and you're only wrestling in front of like 100 people again. Right. You're still on a televised show and stuff, so it's not the end of the world. No, it's it's really not. Because, I mean, think about everybody that's come through NXT. It's been, um, you know, like Seth Rollins was champion. He's, you know, was a stud down there. Bobby Roode was a stud down there. Shinsuke, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, um, you know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, you know, the list just goes on and on. So, the only, I just, I can't fully speak. Um, to how some of the guys, if they do, if WWE does sign them and decide to send some of the guys down there, how they would book those guys, considering I don't watch NXT enough to know how the, the roster's laid out, so I don't know, you know, who's top dog and who's not, and maybe if they did sign a bunch of people, they'd bring, bring some of these guys up, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So, you got anything else? Um, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Matt Cardona won Indie Wrestler Wrestler of the Year for the second year in a row. No surprised. Yeah, that guy's everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and he just presents himself so well. I mean, it's just crazy. Um, every wrestler needs to take a page out of his book when it comes to how to present yourself on social media. It's its nuts. Um. And, well, well, here's the thing about Matt Cardona, too, is, like, he's not doing anything secretive. I mean, he's, like, telling you how to do it. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, if you just watch his social media stuff, and that's what puts him over, you know, the things he says, how he promotes matches on there, how he says this or that, or just 
overall, yeah, he's not hiding anything. He's not trying to be secretive about anything. But he just, he, and he has done it for so long. He's just, is very good at using social media to get himself over. I mean, it helps when he gets booked and he has stupid good matches too. Um, but yeah, the social media element really helps him. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, especially when you're coming from WWE, I think your matches are just that much elevated because of the system that you're in too. Right. So. Right. Um, cause it's not like a two, two eighty guys coming at it, you know, you got more, I think you have more psychology when it comes to the WWE guys. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so after we went to see the iron call, um, so my parents got Peacock recently and. Because we went to see the Iron Claw, my dad started rewatching all of the uh, world class episodes that are on there. So my dad's been cranking through them. Oh yeah. Yeah, rewatching all that old stuff and whatnot, and he's telling me I need to watch it. I mean, I've seen a few of them, but um, yeah, I need to sit down when I get some more time and start cranking through some of the catalog on Peacock. I've watched a lot of stuff over there, but I need to get through more of it faster. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but yeah, it would probably be a good thing for you to watch some, some of that stuff. And um, just to see how it was done back in the day, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, I think it would bring a lot of, lot of, lot of interesting light for you to understand the psychology back in the day, to what it is now, and how much the wrestling business like just totally flipped the script on how it was, how it's done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially because. Uh, Back then, you had the element of not being able to throw people over the top ropes. So, yeah, and you had the element that it was still real too, right? And because I mean, when you were being trained or whatever the case was, it's like you still didn't know that it was like pretty much a a work, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. I just, there's one thing that myself and pretty much, you know, every wrestling fan today that they'll never understand or be able to feel the, what it was like for the territories and, and only be able to watch your local stuff, see your local guys. The only new guys you ever saw come in were, you know, when they traded guys or whatever. And then the only other time you saw other wrestlers or what was going around on around the country was in the wrestling magazines. You know, you'd look and be like, oh, this guy looks cool. And you've never seen him wrestle. You know nothing about him. And um, I think that would be cool to kind of feel that element. And when somebody comes in to your territory that you've never seen before, they're truly new to you. It's not that 
oh, who's this guy? I'm going to go watch a bunch of his matches on YouTube or, you know, right. oh, yeah, I know who this guy is. He was in, you know, he did this and this and was here. I've seen, so, you know, that's that's one thing that I'm, I'm jealous of that I, I never got that feeling of, like, true excitement of not knowing who this person is. Like, you may run across a picture of him in a, in a wrestling magazine at one time, but that was it. Um, so, yeah. I, w- I mean, obviously, it'll never go back to that because of how everything's set up, but it would be cool to have that feeling. Right, right. That it would be. That it would be. So, you got anything else? Mm, no, I don't think so. I think that's, uh, that's about it. No quick hits? I don't have anything. Um, no, I don't think so. Just, uh, you know, still slowly working my way through, um, through some early 2000s wrestling and, and whatnot. <laughs> Um, but other than that, yeah, no, I, nothing, nothing too crazy stuck out to me, so. Okay. So, yeah, um, you got a wrestler of the week this week? Um. We do this every week, and I still don't know. <laughs> um, well. I'm kind of in a blank here. Who do you got? Um, so, yeah, so, so like I said, I've been watching um, some of those stuff from the early 2000s. Um, I got to go with uh, um, with uh, God dang it, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Um, he, uh, the, the, it's too funny to me, the part where I'm at in the early 2000s, he keeps putting a bunch of people, bunch of, uh, the female wrestlers through tables just for random reasons, just dump, <laughs> Devon hands him up to him while he's on the top turnbuckle and he just jumps off, power bombs him through tables, and for some reason I get it, and the look on his face afterwards, just yeah. like he saw a ghost, and the, I just get a kick out of it, I know it sounds terrible, but. It's 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 just too comical to me. So I gotta go with him. Okay. Well I'll go with him too because um uh, I've been seeing a lot of action between him and uh um uh uh one of the acclaimed um on uh Twitter. Okay. Even though I don't have Twitter, but um there's been a lot of posts going back and forth between Max and him. 
um, saying, you better come shake my hand in my locker room and blah, blah, blah. So, um, so I think uh, Bubba Ray's coming uh, to AEW. Yeah. Well, as long as he puts somebody through a table, I'm okay with him still wrestling. Right, the acclaimed. Yeah, especially those guys. So. They're annoying. Sure are. So, well. So. Sweet. We bar- very rarely ever pick the same person, so. No. That's that a just, treat. That just popped in my head when you said when you said him, so. Um, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Awesome. So. Well. I know uh, this season we haven't got together yet, folks, but Iceman and I have been busy, and we promise we will get together soon. Yes, hopefully by the end of the month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Well. we got to change things up for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, with that, uh, I think we're out of here. All right, yep. So, so see you folks later. Week. All right, later. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag tag out. out.